The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, But were ten not made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. So my sermon this morning is simple. Kindness helps. That's all I got. No, I won't let you off the hook that easy. So today... Jesus meets a group of lepers that are on the road. They are crying out for help. Now, according to the law of the day, anyone who was unclean was required to live outside of the camp, outside of the community. And if they were walking down the road, they would have to call out, unclean, unclean, unclean. To let anyone know who was approaching them that they were sick, that they were not to be approached. If you were a leper living in Galilee, you were already ostracized. You were pushed to the fringes, the margins of society. You were ignored and just left all alone. You were certainly shunned by the community. And if you were a leper from Samaria, you were already con considered a foreigner. And you were even more of an outsider, so you would have received a double dose of shunning. It would not have been kind. I have often been drawn to the role and the act that seeing plays in our story today. Jesus first sees the lepers, that takes place in verse 14. And then the one leper sees that he has been healed that takes place right after in verse 15. And so as it pertains to the imagery and the act of seeing, this story challenges each and every one of us, or at least it should, day in and day out to see those around us. Not in a sort of passive way, not in a far-off, distant way, but in a genuine, authentic real and kind way. The story asks you and me an extremely profound and powerful question. What do you see? And in turn, 
What do you do with it? In other words, this story of the healing of the ten lepers is a beautiful reminder to each and every one of us that we are called to recognize and to respond to those in need. To respond to the needs of others. Especially those who live on the margins and fringes of society. Those who are less fortunate, the poor, the lonely, the despised, the hungry, the homeless, the bullied, the hurting, the weeping. So it is important and it is imperative that each and every one of us genuinely sees one another and responds to the needs of those people with with an abundance of kindness and love, and mercy. But there is something else in today's story that caught my attention this past week. And it takes place right at the very beginning in verse 11. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. Now here's the thing. Samaria and Galilee border each other. So there is no region between them. And if there were, it would not have been a great route for Jesus to take to Jerusalem. So we can either believe that Luke had absolutely no clue when it came to the lay of the land, or as I like to think, that it was more of a theological point than a geographical one. So at the very beginning of today's story, ten people are stuck, not because of their choosing, but because they are medically sick. These ten individuals are living in the in-between. A place that is often filled with uncertainty. A place that is often contains great struggle, loneliness, and even danger. It is a place where anxiety, doubt, and fears of the unknown tend to take up residence. All the while, while we wait. We wait for a glimmer of hope, of opportunity of healing. So I can't help but think how each and every one of us here this morning have found ourselves living in the in-between. I mean, think about it. We prefer, if not expect, our lives to follow a very natural, predictable, and understandable progression from beginning to end, from birth to death. And we expect that our lives will reflect that order, that progression. But when that order is suddenly disrupted, we find ourselves waiting and living in the in-between. Perhaps some of you younger youth here this morning, for you that is waiting to hear as to whether or not you passed the test or made the team. 
or waiting to hear if you've been accepted to a school or to an internship, waiting to find that place of belonging, waiting to meet the right person, waiting as you you and that person deal with the struggles and challenges of being in relationship, waiting to have children, and praying that you can, waiting for the right job and the perfect career, waiting for the test results, malignant or benign, waiting for a lost child to return home, waiting as we watch a memory fade from an otherwise healthy body, waiting for our grief to be a little less raw and the sting of loneliness to not quite hurt so much, living in the in-between. In today's story, Jesus meets the socially, religiously, and physically unclean, people who were absolutely despised, people who other people wanted nothing to do with. They were truly cast aside. And what happens in that moment? What happens when these unclean people who are living in the in-between, Jesus sees them. Jesus reaches out to them and meets them where they are. And here's the good news for you and me. He does the same for us, too. So whenever you find yourself living in the in-between, know that you are not alone. And know that you have a community of faith right here at St. Philip the Deacon that loves you and cares about you deeply. And let me be very clear, particularly to all of our young people and our children and our teenagers, and if they're not here today, you be sure to go home and tell them that this place loves them deeply and cares for them immensely and that there is always a place here for our young people because you are beautifully and wonderfully made children of God and you are loved and cared for in this place as all of you are. And most importantly, remember, and like the Samaritan, give thanks For that same Jesus who showed up between Samaria and Galilee also shows up and sees each and every one of you too. Right where you are, in the here and now. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And he surrounds you in love and grace. And will indeed carry you and comfort you and carry you through the in-between stages of life into the peace of a new day. Let it be so. Amen.